Hello, I'm Matt Jarvis from Tabletop Gaming, and I love listening to Bored Shitless, which won't leave you bored shitless. Hey there, chitheads, and welcome back to another episode of Bored Shitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm joined by... Tristan. And Sam. And this week we've been playing Seven Wonders with the Armada expansion and Hellboy, the board game. Well, we played Seven Wonders with pretty much all the expansions, minus uh, the Babel one, which you do have, but we didn't mix in. Is that correct? Babel Tower. There might be more There's probably, probably I, millions. I keep buying them, but they just keep turning up. There's, so we've got in there cities, I think, and leaders, and then we added Armadas today, which had ships. Ooh, and a whole that's, that's board. pretty good. And a whole separate board where you could move the ships. It was tasty, wasn't it? Um, it looked really complicated, but then when we actually started playing with it, it turned out it wasn't very complicated at all. That's what I thought about the rules as well. I was like, oh, they look really complicated. And then I read them and I'm like, oh, they're not really complicated at all. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Um, <laughs> so, so that essence, was Seven Wonders. <laughs> thanks for listening. So in essence, you've got a track and for every red, blue, green or yellow, yellow card that you play, so like markets or um, science cards, that sort of stuff. Resources. You can overspend resources when you bring cards into play and move your ship forward one, and then that'll give you a little bonus. So it'll give you some extra victory points towards the end of the game or a, a card to play because you discovered an island, that sort of thing. And like we said, yeah, I thought it played very nicely. And the art looks really good as well. And it gives you nice little plastic ship tokens that you push forward as well. Which uh, is cool. It's funny you mentioned the artwork because I think the artwork for Seven Wonders and all the expansions is brilliant. Um, and then as you play it, you lay all your cards down and immediately start covering up all of the artwork by layering each of your city buildings. Or if you explore one of the new beautiful islands from the Armada expansion, you look at the island, you're like, oh, that's pretty gain the bonus, and then tuck it underneath your Armada shipboard, never to be seen again. Um, and it's just one of those strange things about Seven Wonders where it's this beautifully illustrated game, but actually all you ever see is the, the graphic design, which is still good, but it's just yeah. you, don't, you don't see all the pretty it's pictures. It's a strong graphic design. Yeah. It, it actually works when, when you're looking at your resources and stuff. It's, it's quite functional. It works, it works to a point. I don't know, we have discussed Seven Wonders before on the podcast. Um, you look back into the archives find out a bit more about it. Um, I don't know if you actually talked about the... It's more of a problem with expansion cards is every other turn you're, retur- you're referring to one of like seven rule books <laughs> to find out what the key that tells you what the card ability means. Yeah, there's definitely it, a bit of that. It does t- kind of take a bit of time. It does add to the analysis paralysis a little bit, but you get yeah. past it. But it's such a fast game, Seven Wonders, isn't it, really? I mean, we played a five-player game tonight and rattled through it in probably an hour. Yeah, um, maybe just a little bit over. Right. But um, it, it's funny that you mentioned it's a fast game because it's one of the few games that you play where some, if, you, if you're not careful, you'll sort of take a turn before everyone else has taken the turn previously and then you've got to sit there for five minutes and wait for everyone to oh, hurry yeah. up and make their decisions. Throw it completely out of whack. Yeah, or like something happens, it'll confuse you slightly. It's, like, it's easy to very, like forget where you are in the game. Yeah, there's a new element as well in, in the Armada's expansion where if you... If you push your science ship, which is the green ship, if you push that forward, 
you can explore new islands. Yeah. And you draw four island cards, depending on which level a ship's at. There's like three different levels of coolness of the islands. Yeah. And then you're looking at the four islands and you're deciding which of those is the best card. Meanwhile, everybody else has taken their turn and is staring at you whilst you're still trying to appraise which of the islands to use. Uh, so there's, there's like a whole other layer of uh, AP in, in that. But it's worth yeah. it because I think it's one of these expansions where you don't know you need it until you played with it. And then you're like, oh, right, yeah, it actually fits that perfect groove of in Seven Wonders, you will overgenerate resources. You'll get to a point where um, hopefully if you're playing well, you've got enough resources that you can play most of the cards that you get. And then you're just like, oh, I've got, a, by you know, by the third age, the final age, you've got everything. You've got all the resources you need. So it's really nice to actually have this new um, side game, side quest sort of thing of playing a card, but trying to push the ships that matches it, trying to push yeah. that ship forward as well. Um, and then you'll start to find, oh, actually I need two resources this turn because I need one to play the card or two lots of resources and one to push the ship. And then it's a whole other game again. <laughs> and and those little bonuses that you get from moving the ships are really cool. Like there's now sea battles before it was just a, a big land rook at the end of the round. Now you have to have like a sea battle as well, a naval yeah. fight. Then there's the, if you build the, the uh, if you push the blue ships forward, they give you extra victory points. Then you've got the science ships, which discover the islands, and the commerce ships, where you get extra gold and you can tax everyone else. So you can rinse everyone at the table for their gold if they've not pushed their commerce ships out. So it's actually another level of interaction. And um, and and that's one of the things that's kind of required in Seven Wonders because it's very much, uh, I think David call it a point salad game. Oh, yeah, totally. Where you're sitting individually just scoring yeah. your own thing. All kind of scoring it because you know really like no it, clear sense of how well everyone's doing until... The very final yeah, adding up. it sort of boils down to set collection, doesn't it? And like one of the expansions brings in guilds. So for every sort of like yellow card you've got, you'll get an extra victory point at the, the end of the game. Guilds are in there from, from, from the start. Oh, from the start? Yeah, oh, yeah. fair enough. Is it just. There's the, a big point scoring cards basically for the final round. Excellent. It does confuse me slightly because each. What, what's great about Seven Wonders is each expansion will sort of bring a new element to the gameplay, but it'll also bring in extra cards that will beef out previous modules. So you get a few extra leader cards each time, a few extra market cards each time. Yeah. And they've all got different abilities and it does kind of like mix up the entire game rather than just one aspect of it that it's introduced. Sam, you arrived today just after Tristan explained the rules and once we'd taken all taken a turn. Yeah. How did you get on? Did you manage to catch up pretty quick with that? Uh, yeah, I got to go through the rules pretty quickly, but I realised there was an extra like... Uh, tactical or even strategic element to it that I didn't pick up on quick enough. And that was the resources needed to power the ships. Uh, I didn't, I was just focused on my generic, get some wood, stone stuff. Military. That's your thing, isn't it? I went yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> military, yeah. yeah all, um, get lucky. That was your tactic. Military. But I was, I was relying on uh, you and Francesco either side of me to give me the resources I needed for the other stuff. Yeah. And I realised I didn't have any loom and I realised far too late that neither did you two yeah we we were and rubbish. I got completely handicapped yeah. by that because not only because i could not build any of the buildings that i was getting i couldn't advance some of my ships because i couldn't get past that first stage yeah my ships so, yeah so i got crippled by not not realizing that that was part of it yeah uh, so I had, next time i played it i'd be looking more at what i need to overcome those first obstacles and the, then look weighing up more what everyone else has got yeah the science cards got mopped up pretty much straight away because they're the cards that pushed your boats out to discover yeah. islands which gave you like great early game boons 
So like I didn't play a science card until like the third round, um, but I was playing loads of like basic resource cards and loads of like, a couple of market cards. Um, I turned out that I'd built a sort of game engine that relied heavily on just playing the blue cards, which like I'd never even done before. So I was like spamming all these VP cards down, pushing my blue ship out and getting all extra VP tokens yeah. there. And I went from last place to like third place, I think, in like the last couple of turns, which was I think, cool. I think what I was doing was I was playing it the same way I'd always played it, like making sure I had more military than everyone else and then trying to get some resources going early yeah. on. But because of all the ships and everything else that was going on, that didn't really work. So you have to change the way you play it. And it gives you, I think it usually gives you more pass to victory which is quite a good thing for seven wonders is yeah you're not just relying on those purple cards coming up at the end now you can actually yeah focus on these ships and you get some really good bonuses which will give you like the blue uh ship if you've got it higher up i think you've got eight victory points off that yeah which would have won the game the how close it was at the end i think that would have won the game like if someone else had got it um so it does actually change quite a bit and it's so it's quite nice i, th- I think it's a good addition to it i really like how in such a short game, all that stuff you were talking about about building your resource engine and then like going for victory points in the last round, that dovetails. At, like if you zoom out and have a look at through the ages, you know my probably favorite game of all time. That's exactly what you're doing, but in a more detailed way over yeah. the course of five or six hours, and you kind of get like such a distilled version of that playing Seven Wonders in such a short amount of time, and I just find it really satisfying. It's one of those games that just always happy to break it out and every time we do chuck in an expansion to mix things up yeah. just gives it that extra frisson of ah uh, uh, yeah no this is really cool how it's changed things up and we've got the the babel the tower of babel expansion as well here which I'm not even looked at yet because i thought the amadas one would be too complicated and actually it's kind of seamlessly in there now and i think next time we play it maybe just keep it as this keep it as this setup with all these expansions that we've got currently shuffled in and then the time after that yeah. Chuck Babel in as well, you know, to to really mix it up again. Are the like the expansions are pretty beefy, like the amount of stuff that you get. Are they all pretty much competitively priced? Are they the same as well, the base game cost wise again? I mean, these ones are bigger. The the Armada's one comes with quite a lot of content and cards and and the little ships and the shipboards and yeah. island cards. Uh, and Babel looks like it comes with loads of stuff as well. I've not even punched the components yet. But the first two, the the cities and leaders ones, are literally just cards. It's like tiny boxes, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So um, yeah, and. And it's not it's not a pricey game. It is once you start adding in all the expansions and stuff, but you don't need them. You get so much mileage out of the base game, and we yeah. did way before we started adding cards. And then once um, I heard about the expansions, I was like, yeah, because it gets enough play, this one. Yeah. It gets enough table time to start the night that um, it's worth it. And, it, you know, it, the family will play it as well. The three of us will sit down and, yeah. and, and batter through it, and it's good. Raphael beat me and Francesca the other day at it. You know, so he's... It's and and we weren't pulling our punches or anything yeah, like that. It, we would we just uh, just wipe the floor with yeah, us and like some cool combos. So you know, at nine years old, from to sort of grok it at our level, yeah, uh, it was really cool. It's a, well, you say that. I mean, I think me and Sam were just playing cards randomly out of our hand and hoping for the best. <laughs> but then you've not you've not played it as often now, have you? It's a, it's a while nah. since we broke it out at game night, isn't it? It is. It's been a, it's been a short while. Um, still really fun though, and it's it's one of those games where someone will suggest playing it and you're like. Yeah, okay, whatever. And then by two minutes in, he's like, oh, actually, no, it's really good. I really enjoy <laughs> it. Well, there we go then. It's like Seven Wonders with the Armada expansion. If you've not checked out the game, look it up. It's just, it's great fun. So, There's a reason that the box is literally covered in awards logos all the way oh, around. Yeah. 
and beautiful artwork as well. So, you know, it's yeah. like just a mistake. Which you can enjoy before or after playing, but probably not during. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get started talking about Hellboy, just want to draw everyone's attention to the fact that we got another review in. This one was a bit of a sleeper review. Someone made it in like the 25th of April. Um, it fell under the radar. So we apologise, but we're going to do a little shout out to Mysterio Man, who said that we've got a very excellent podcast and he likes the content. But Sam, you need to speak up. He's not happy with the uh, audio levels when you Is talk. it the audio levels or does he mean Sam needs to contribute more verbally? I, I think it's to do with how close I have the microphone to my mouth, but I'm not sure. Excellent, excellent demonstration. <laughs> you there. don't make it easy for Paul Lackey when he's doing the editing. <laughs> no, no, editing is practically impossible, but it's fine because we love you. Yeah, I'm not very good with the microphone and also I've not got much to say. Yeah, no, so. well, it really doesn't. That's it. Nothing, nothing of value. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that will get past the editing stage anyway. <laughs> no, I think I overcompensated and just like blew you up massively there. <laughs> yeah. Volumes wide. But thanks very much to Stereo Man for uh, making a very lovely review for us and giving us five stars. Um, if anyone else wants to contribute to the board shitless community, then please go on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever and leave us a review and a rating. We'd love that. We're listening. Well, you're listening, but we're listening I'm, back. We're sort of we're keeping an eye out. We, we know it's happening. An ear. So if yeah. you write stuff down, we're gullible enough to read it out aloud, live on a podcast, which isn't live. Yeah, we will definitely shout you out if you leave us a review. A positive review. No, we, well, no we shout you out if it's negative any, as well. Any review. Like, we, can we, cuss, we, we can cuss them out if it's negative. <laughs> we literally can't afford to be picky. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate all the feedback that we get. Thank you. Okay, so Hellboy the board game. It's a it is a dungeon crawler, isn't it? Really, for one yeah. to four players. There's minis, there's map tiles, there's dice, there's monsters, there's cards, there's Hellboys, and there's cards. And it's based on the comics by Dark Horse Comics, rather than the recentish recentish. I mean, it's probably like twenty years old now. Movie franchise that everyone's known to uh, love from Mr. Del Toro. Well, there was a movie a new reboot one that's well. literally just come out. Is it a reboot or is it a um, direct sequel that's just not got um, Ron Pillman in it? Sam? I think it's, well, judging by the fact they've gone a lot darker, I think it's a reboot. I think they've gone back to the comics and just got rid of Ron Pillman because they can't afford him anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> He's got too big for his riches. He was the perfect casting for Hellboy. Oh, though. he was really good. But you never know. No Guillermo. He, yeah, Sheriff, Sheriff from Stranger Things. I'm sure he's got a real name. Yeah, he might do a good job. You never know. Steve. <laughs> Steve Person. So anyway, we digress. Um, Hellboy, the board game. Um, we had a bit of a weird sort of experience with it, didn't we? Um, a game of two halves. Definitely, well, a game of one half and then two minutes of getting grokked by a bat- evil monster man. Yeah, it was a game of 75% and 25%. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more 90, like 95, 5, to be honest with you. We when the big bad arrived, we didn't really hang around for very long. And, but in, in any good way, that can be good. Yeah, I'm not experienced enough at this game to know if that was an aberration. I've played this a couple of times with Raphael, and we've gone through the like the introductory scenarios. And the first one's very easy, you know, yeah. just puts you straight into the game and then says, now go and play it properly. So we did that and uh, we had a fairly close loss. And then tonight we played it three of us and we romped through the scenario, exploring yeah. a mansion, finding clues, killing bad guys the second they appeared, staying on top of like all of the mysteries and clues and yeah. everything. 
And then the baddie turned up and we were well prepared. We'd got plenty of insight, which is what you gather as you go along. And the baddie turned up, stunned us all and killed us all in two rounds. <laughs> Yeah, but only because he couldn't do the job in one. Like we didn't. <laughs> basically, when the big bad had his second round, we weren't able to react apart from stand up, um, which is pretty bad. But we probably we probably fast forward in a bit, aren't we? We we'll talk yeah. a bit about how the game plays. Sure. Um, so essentially, you get some action tokens at the beginning of the game. You get we got three each. I don't know if that changes per character or. You yes, start with three, um, and you're allowed to move for two spaces unless you've got a special ability that lets you move for free, which I did and took advantage of that. You can um, do an encounter for a free action, so that's basically open a door and see what's in the next room. You can shoot at enemies. You can try and punch enemies or throw them places. You can and clear you've got up some stuff. Clear up some stuff, so you can clear up some enemy spawn points. Fire. Frog spawn. Um, inferno fires things, which, you know, buckets of water down on the demon fire. And you can also, more importantly, investigate clues to try and further the case. But thematically, that all that is is just putting a clue down on a tracker and moving on. You don't really get much flavour from cards or anything like that. So I don't know if cases really feel much different from one game to another because we we didn't really learn anything about there, there is, where we were at. Fla- we were there is some flavour, isn't there? At the start of the game and, and when you towards re- the end. reveal certain points, yeah. but beyond that, it's... There's like major objective tokens, isn't there, where you investigate those and they'll give you a bit more flavour. Yeah, there's about as much flavour as there is in like the Mansions of Madness type games, where you... Oh, really? Yeah, because you, you re- you're revealing a clue token and, and that's giving you a little story beat of what happens. Like we were yeah. looking for a lost investigator and trying to rescue him and stuff and then... At the end of each round, you flip a Doom card or a hand of deck of Doom, I think it's called, and that gives you a little story-based thing where Hellboy's getting more bad-tempered or illusions are appearing or traps and spawns and stuff like that. But essentially, you're moving and fighting, aren't you? You were move. Sam was Hellboy moving and punching, uh, like he was Abe Sapien moving and shooting, yeah. and I was uh, Johan Strauss, is it? Moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. And moving and investigating. Um, so it is like a move, move and fire type game, just like Journeys in Middle Earth and any other dungeon crawler, basically. But it's how much flavour is in there, I guess, is how much you, you bring to it. Yeah, you know? the amount that you actually choose to glean from, like, you know, items and stuff <laughs> you pick up. Because it's like, like you're saying, I suppose, like Manchester's of Madness, um, there's flavour associated with items, but then you use your imagination to kind of think, oh, yeah, but Link we're it. after this sort of, you know. Link it together sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it felt a bit more um, sort of generic in Hellboy, but... At the same time, we were just we weren't really manipulating items or anything. Where we were just like picking up clues and moving forward. So, yeah. I, I think it just lost a bit of the immersion. That's why it felt that way. Um, like having the same minis come out again. There was no. Oh yeah, so there wasn't this much whole yeah. game just comes with a variation of frogmen. The baddies. It's the same frogman, just in a slightly different pose. Yeah. So yeah. It's like it's zombie like 18, 18 you just minutes. get zombies, and you get fat zombies, thin zombies, and regular zombies. And in Hellboy, it's spitty froggies, walkie froggies, and froggies with yeah. clubs. Froggy, froggies with actually, <laughs> actually, um, Like, this is a little bit disappointing. It feels like one sort of scenario of, of baddies. There's a few different boss monsters and stuff, but every single time you'll get a variation of frogs. Now, yeah. I did buy this at retail, and I spent quite a bit extra getting the extra dice packs and the extra pimped components and stuff. So I don't know how much more stuff there was in the Kickstarter, but for a base game, it sort of feels like that I think there's maybe five or six scenarios included, yeah. which get progressively more difficult and longer. So I went with a medium difficulty short scenario 
Um, but we still got absolutely clouted, didn't we? When when we when the boss appeared, it was yeah. There wasn't even a fighting chance. So the angry ghost. Yeah, the ghost of Rasputin, who when he turned up had like he draws he acts twice, and each act is incredibly powerful. And his first act was to knock us all out, so we couldn't do anything, so we skip a whole round. Yeah. And then his second act was to kill one of us and then kill another of us straight off. So there's yeah. there's a chance you can come back when you get taken out of the game in, in the boss battle. Yeah. But it's the roll of the three dice. and it's, it's a bit of a hokey mechanic, isn't it? It's like roll three dice and if any of them come up blank... You're still uh, dead. You're still dead. And it's like, well, that's fantastic. And it yeah. reminds me of one of the worst game mechanics from that Games Workshop arena game we played. Was it Gore something or other where you, you roll to see if you're still dead every turn yeah, yeah. it's not fun is it really it's like it's, it's a bit like playing monopoly and rolling doubles to get out of jail <laughs> and you think well, i'd rather just if i'm already at home but if it wasn't i just want to go home <laughs> <laughs> but at least it was the end of the scenario though and we all got killed off pretty quickly so you know if we were playing another scenario we could just reset and go again maybe it's not but the I end think of that's, the world. that's the weird thing that that was the end of the scenario which ended very quickly but the build-up it didn't feel like there was much threat there at all. It, it felt yeah, like we were breezing yeah, yeah. through it, like a monster would appear. You don't go into a room and it was dead before it got a chance to inflict any damage. Then it was just like, oh, I'll just clear up yeah. this stuff and one hit kill with my punches or your gun. It was like, yeah, there's no such chance. Then it was just breeze through, breeze through, breeze through, got to the end dead. Like, yeah. where, it didn't There, there was scale. no difficulty <laughs> ramp, was there? There yeah, was no tension ramp. No, no, no. It was literally it was just like, like, here's a boss. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. Oh. Yeah. And it, like striving to achieve anything and it's not like we were unprepared like you know like i think i needed to reload my gun but i'd pretty much just done that i had a harpoon that i hadn't picked up again yet so it's not like we were completely taken by surprise and it's like oh you can only punch him because he's a ghost you can't punch him it was like no he's not going to give you no, it's like any we, time to react we all had full health i had my gun ready loaded we hadn't taken an injury between us and then it was literally you all you're all dead yeah, <laughs> that, that's not how this goes. It wasn't thematic. It, you know, it, it didn't feel like Hellboy at all. It just felt, just, you know, he's it, always up against it and there's big baddie, but he always comes out on top. It didn't even feel like that. It was just dead. It, but yeah, I know you mean. It's like very much like a vanilla dungeon crawler with Hellboy. You know, and again, I think that I think that comes back to the whole immersion thing with the like the monster stuff. When, whenever you play the any dungeon crawl, there's always a variety of monsters, like different levels. Just for fancy, you get the goblins orcs getting harder and harder and but this was just it was all frogs you mentioned the injury mechanic and i thought that was actually quite nice so every time you take a damage you place them in a little tracker at the bottom of your character didn't map and then when you start when that fills up and you take damage again you flip them over from left to right and they become injuries which will sort of start nerfing your stats so it'll be like a minus one to shoot so you downgrade a shoot die so you'll make it change it from maybe being orange to yellow so there's less chance of getting a decent result on it um or it could be um, less investigation so it does the same so it starts messing with your dice so, rolls so that mechanic is for every check you have you roll three dice of yeah. a color yellow orange red black and they get progressively better the darker the color um so when you get downgraded you're getting worse dice you're rolling worse dice you can also use action points to pimp your dice and get level it up and you can actually do that on other people's turns as well so to have them nerfed, it's quite a good, you know, it's it's a slow crippling thing. Yeah. If it wasn't all in one go. <laughs> the, I think um, the dice trucking in this is kind of put to shame by 
especially because we've been playing it recently, like Brook City and Street Masters and what yeah. like, like the Sadler Brothers have done with having dice where every turn you're doing something good and you've you're achieving, whereas you can completely crap out in Hellboy by rolling blanks um, or you can roll a die. So every time you roll, you roll three dice. Um, and as you say, there are different color based on how good or bad your stat is. And you roll a blue die, which is like the fate sort of die. And that can have a, a good effect usually, but also a bad effect. And the bad effect can sometimes just undo all of the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you're spending both of your actions, like two out, of, two out of three actions or in the end game against this particular boss, two out of two actions, because you actually get your actions reduced and you spend both your actions to roll a dice and it craps out and he does nothing. And, you know, it's a really frustrating experience from the point of view of player agency because it puts you right back in those older games like Descent or the D&D Adventure System games where you just roll and miss. And then, uh-oh, now it's time for the baddies to attack and now I've got to roll to defend. And, you know, if you crap out again in the, the boss battle, it was take you from full health to total death in, in one hit, <laughs> yeah. Just bonkers. I mean, it's it's not even like the enemy himself was OP because the first thing he did was fill the square we were on with minions. So even if his like attacks had been like half as powerful, we still would have. When they all activate, they yeah. still would have kicked the rubbish out of us anyway. He just felt a bit like a bit sour grapes almost, isn't it? <laughs> like, That's the problem as well with these games. Is like, if you lose, you sort of go, oh well, you know. But it didn't give us a sense in in that uh, confrontation in the showdown that we ever had a chance. We literally didn't get a, a roll against it. No. And I'm trying to remember, I think the last time we I played this with Raphael and we got to the boss, I think we gave it a shot yeah. you know, before going down. Maybe it's just the timing of the cards, you know, the actual, yeah. the, each boss has their own behavior deck, a bit like the, you know, Dark Souls type board game and stuff um, where they do their own things. But looking through it, he, he draws two cards every turn, this particular Rasputin's ghost. You can't kill him. You can't kill him. No, you can, you can sort slow of, him you down can, and stop yeah, him from spend attacking, all of your I suppose. In trying to stop him from attacking for a round. But also you've got to clear the board of enemies and there's tons of them yeah. and you've got to get a guy out the door and it starts to feel like a slog rather than, you know, or, yeah. we didn't even get to the slogging part, <laughs> but it looks like a slog. If we had survived for more than one round, it would have been like, wow, my God, we're going to get this guy all the way back to the entrance. We're going to take out all of these yeah. frog dudes and we're going to survive this, you know, nipping around ghost that's just... Screw yeah. you over when the scenario reveals as like who the baddie is and then it tells you what you need to do to win you almost start to check out and it's like oh <laughs> but we've got to go through all those rooms again and some of those rooms have encounters in them still so do we activate the encounters when we open the door whilst we're being chased by all these minions and Rasputin's really angry ghosts <laughs> it just seems like a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> um artwork wise there's a, a bit of artwork in the game but it almost it all pretty much feels like it's being lifted out of the comics and then resized and repurposed for the cards um i, I, I do like that style though i, I think the style's it cool the style's really nice but none of it feels like it was really made custom for the game there's like some really cool artwork on the character cards and on the actual game box but then beyond that like I, there's like a little flavor image with some of the items and it just feels like they've been sort of cropped the quality of it, it doesn't fall through to the tiles or the monster cards or any of those. It's just like, yeah, it feels again. I think this is down to the whole immersion thing. It just like the minis we had, the, the minis really are great. Good. The minis are brilliant, they're really quality. And those like upgraded uh busts that we had for the <laughs> those are really funny priority tracker, they were really cool. And obviously, you had to pay more to get those, but then you've got these that are just 
a bit on the side. You're not really paying much attention to them. And you've got the board, yeah. which is almost just like having A4 sheets with lines drawn on they're it at like, times. Those alone are like probably some of the most like highly produced, quality-wise, game components I've really seen. And they're literally just tracking who gets hit first. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> but it's, it's nice to see. But at the same time, it's like, it'd be great to see like that level of design brought through the entire game. It's almost like it was a bit of an afterthought. It's we like we need, budget, yeah, <laughs> we need to do something cool that looks expensive for stretch goals. What can we do? Right, okay. These tokens could be super fancies. It's bad because I, I always do like dungeon crawls, but I just I feel a bit disengaged with it overall, the whole experience. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to play more just to make sure that it wasn't this scenario. Based on this game, I'd, I'd rather play something else. <laughs> like like we're just going for like... I'd like to go um, back and play Gears of War or something like that for a dungeon crawl. Team Zero. Yeah, Team Zero, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, this and it, it might be great the next time we play it but it just i've had it more could, fun playing other games it, it could be just another like the next enemy might be something that's a bit more of um bit you know a bit easier to sort of um mitigate and get around <laughs> yeah yeah even i don't like losing because you've made poor tactical decisions is fine i can handle that and losing because um some you know you just didn't quite grasp what you needed to do but just losing because flip the a, baddies appeared and you just lost yeah that top the the first card in the bossy eye deck just says, right, you're all not prone, which is bad luck. But then he also smashes you twice. and then you're uh, all That just... was randomly shuffled, just so you know. It wasn't like... He didn't just set it up because he was like, I, I don't really want to play all this scenario. <laughs> yeah. I want this deck to end I'll, quick. I'll show you guys. I think I want yeah. to like it more than I do because I love the um, Hellboy theme and a uh, big fan of the Guillermo movies, at least. I've not seen the yeah. new one. And obviously, you know, invested quite a bit in getting all the pimp texture bits and pieces. And I do want to see if the other scenarios play out differently, you know, how differently. Uh, there are other bosses yeah. that we've not explored and stuff, but it is the same minions every single time. And I don't know how much more there is to see than what we've seen, you know, like just the mom. special abilities of stunning monsters and hurling furniture, yeah. which quite sort of cool, fairly sort of standard dungeon crawler type things. And they're in the book and and that's it. There's not like... You know, it's not like this huge book of abilities and stuff that you've not seen. And yeah. each character has a list of special abilities, but some of them are so situational. You know, you as Hellboy, Sam, you were like running in doing the big red right hook thing, <laughs> um, which is just like one epic punch. And and that was great, but that's kind of all you were doing sort of thing. And yeah. I, I had all these cool sort of pro projection, astral projection or possession type abilities that when it came down to it, were just quite ineffective given the circumstances you know i was like oh i can use this i can use my astral projection thing to go and investigate the point of interest um oh no i can't i can only use it on clues you know and uh, it just yeah. every, every single time we tried to use a character ability it felt like do you know what it's actually going to be better to just pay the action and do a punch or do a shoot well, that throw was a grenade. My, my, yeah. my other ability was to throw furniture at enemies which sounds cool and you know oh i can do a range attack but it's like never came up it was always it's better just to move on to them and punch them because I can do more yeah. damage. Yeah, you're almost guaranteed time, time to again. knock them into the ceiling. Yeah. Sort of. yeah. There was like, there's one special um, ability that I wanted to use, but there was no situation for it really until the end when we all died. And that was to um, slink off the map, slink away. Oh, so yeah. for two action points, I could swap my character with an action marker and then he's gone then until the end of the enemy's round and he reappears at the, end, at the start of the next hero round. So he's basically just like, I'm out of here, guys. I'm just going to slip into the shadows and take no damage whatsoever. In true cowardly form. In tr yeah, but then come back 
blasting, you know, I've got my gun ready and I'm uh, going to do some damage. But it's just, it's, again, frustrating. It's like, ha, I know what to do now to get around this um, ghost, but no, the ghost gets you first. <laughs> There's quite a few uh, miss-a-turn effects as well, isn't there? Like, you lose yeah. an action, like the, the monster... Abilities are drain your actions, and then there's like deck of doom cards that you flip, and it's like yeah. oh, you lose more actions, or or you can only use your actions for a specific thing. Which if you can't do, if you're not near an yeah. object, or if you're not near a baddie, you can't do it that turn. And I I really don't like that sort of uh, forced limitation on no. but on what little choice there is. On on the other side of that coin or die, there is um, a anti jank mechanic, isn't there? With the RD RPDP. I would, I would BPRD? B, BPRD dice, the blue dice. Um, so it's got a skull on it, which is usually bad. So that makes just ignore your highest roll and like you run out of bullets for your gun if you happen to be um, Abe. But it also has like a re-roll. Like, so re-roll as many dice as you want to. It's got um, an exploding dice, so it'll give you two more hits. And it's got um, the um, BPRD logo on it, which is um, it, from Abe, it was take one of your action points back or... Um, choose another face on the BPRD dice to choose whichever one you wanted or re-roll all the dice so you might have rolled some absolutely horrible actual dice rolls for an attack but then the BPRD dice comes out good and all of a sudden you, you're back in it again you've got another go and that happened quite a lot when we were manipulating dice with that so it feels like for every time you did crap out on a roll and you had nothing there would be another go where you'd actually have nothing and be able to bring it back again so it it didn't annoy me too much that that one. Yeah, for a, for a dice trucker, as you're moving through and, and smashing up minions, it's okay. And, and I'm sure you know we will have to play it with a different boss and, and just see how differently it, it pans out. Yeah. Different mission. I think the thing that daunts me as well, though, is that was a medium difficulty short adventure. Yeah, and it went quite long. And would have if we'd have survived, it would have gone a lot. Oh, it would have gone. It would have dragged and dragged. Um, so to sort of do a longer duration one at a higher difficulty level, you know, would that scale well? Is is it yeah. different? Is it so different with three players than it was with two? Yeah. You know, uh, I seem to remember me and Raphael sort of seem to be rattling through and making more progress in the final confrontation bit than yeah. the three of us. I don't, I don't, I don't feel as invested in this game as I did after I played Resident Evil. Yes, uh, two. two the board game, which is pretty much the same premise except loads more fun. I think it's much more polished implementation of the yeah. theme, isn't it? Definitely, with Resident Evil. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. That's um, the other one we should break out. <laughs> <laughs> this just felt a bit, like we said before, just a bit unplay-tested or not play-tested enough, and that's what Yeah, it felt like you were coming up against walls with that. It did feel a bit janky. There was a really nice moment when we um, uncovered a secret room after like um, investigating one of the objective tokens, and that felt really thematic and nice. It just didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, if a monster hits you for five damage on average and, you know, there's a chance you can shrug that off completely or take a couple of hits. Yeah. As we made progress through, that was fine. And we even had the time and everything to restore or heal the damage if we needed to. Yeah. Um, but if a monster suddenly turns up and does 20 damage, you know, yeah. or 10 damage twice in, in two attacks, you know, that can completely wipe you out in one go. Yeah. That's, it might have been a nice idea in the design table, but in practice, I don't know how well implemented that was, how well tested it was. I don't know. Not well, not when you were stunned. So you can, all you can do is stand back up. You not. You couldn't. We couldn't even like try and kite it or anything. You couldn't move away. I know it was the way the cards fell more than anything, but yeah, lie down, play dead, and then I'm gonna do twenty damage to you. Like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> it's very pretty, uh, box wise, but then once you actually get under the skin of it and root around a bit it's you know it's it's fairly average isn't it it's not a game that i'd really 
rush to recommend not over all the other dungeon crawlers that are available these this, days. This feels so not board chillers, doesn't it, right? Yeah, now? It's, we, we need it's to it's so board, hard yeah. to make a game and to get it out there and complete it. And and so much of this is nicely packaged and as you say, some of the best miniatures and the theme I think is there. It just has some hurdles and, and maybe maybe that'll be fixed with more missions and more expansion content. But I do fear that when they make a game like this, um, you know, it's set at a certain difficulty level and imagine expansions probably just ramp that up. So I don't know how well that would go. It's not it's not great if you rely on expansions to fix what's broken as well. It, well I wouldn't <laughs> say it was broken. You never you never you never know. There might there might be an errata on What would you say that. then? But yeah, there could there could be errata content on that um on that enemy. There might there might the, not be. There but. might be and then it that again just shows that the playtesting wasn't sufficient if they're having to put out errata. Yeah, so. but at least it's there, you know. It's like the amount of games that now get released through Kickstarter especially that end up being like, you know, patched via here's some rules and a lot of them just provided by the board game geek community as well <laughs> i think we should give it one more go at a different mission oh definitely, right, definitely. Right. it's a good i suppose because it sounds like we're just slating a game and we don't really like to do that because we love games and we want people to play games all the time i want to give people the excuse to play games all the time so what i'd say is really what we do it's not really reviews is it it's more of a session report yeah. we're just giving an honest feedback on the vibe that we got from the game based on playing it and it just happens to be the first time we played it so take that what you will. We can play it again, but would you want to play it over Resident Evil to see the board game? No. That's that's the question. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, there you go. No. Or Zombicide. Or Zombicide. Or Team Zero. There's so many of them. That's the problem as well. The competition is fierce. Absolutely fierce. Fight it out. Fight it out. Get them all in the pit and see who comes out on top. Speaking of which, let's get Spartacus back out. <laughs> we've not had physical fights for long enough alright well there we go is there anything else to add about Hellboy can anyone redeem it using one concise summary and this, this soundtrack oh, well the sound yeah using the film soundtrack as a score to it Toro to make the game instead then maybe it'll work oh um, you'll have to get him to basically you get him under contract to make the game then you have creative differences halfway through production of the game then the game like never sees years. light of day. Anything yeah. that delays him from making his Mountains of Madness movie is a bad idea. <laughs> Where, where's that at now? It's you got the green light development hell. again. No, it's just not happening. It's Wait not for happening. Polar ice caps to melt at the minute. Just to... I think I think um, Cthulhu will be summoned before he actually gets that movie out. <laughs> it's just going to be a documentary by this point. <laughs> Terrible. Oh well. So Hellboy the board game. Um, if you've got it and you've had a much better time playing it please let us know let us know which um, enemies you came up against um, which we might have a better experience with and if you agree with us then also leave a comment and just say people stay away from this if you're thinking about spending money on it and also if you bought it on kickstarter and there is more kickstarter content that makes the game better then please let us know because it's always nice to if you're wrong it's great to be told that you're wrong and why and if you're right it's great to hear that as well in the echo chamber that is social media <laughs> And if there is expansions, I'll probably just buy them anyway. Well, yeah, because let's face it, you've got a problem. You've got a problem, Tristan. <laughs> You're an addict. But we love it because we, uh, we, also, we also benefit from this addiction. <laughs> um, you, can just, <laughs> you can head to the um, Board Shitless Facebook group on Facebook. Um, we've got a Twitter account, so you can head to Twitter and go to at board underscore chitless and talk to us there. Or just go to SoundCloud and leave a comment. There's loads of ways that you can talk to us. Um, and then that's that for this week, I think. Anyone, anyone got anything else you want to put in? Anything? Got anything that you're selling? 
any car used car ads <laughs> what are you buying <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm done okay well until next time guys <laughs> goodbye bye bye